Blog Talk Radio. Well, praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome again to our and appointed word ministries with Brother Norman Woodard. I am Brother Norman, and I'll be sharing an anointed and appointed word that will change, challenge, and charge your character, make an impact in this world for the kingdom of God and our Father in heaven. I'd like to send special thanks to Bishop Stephen and Ann Butterfield, who allows me to come before you every Saturday morning and break bread with you. Amen. They have a program which comes on every Saturday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the name of their program is Turn on the Light Broadcast. Turn on the Light Broadcast with Bishop Stephen and Ann Butterfield, which comes on every Saturday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They're also the assistant pastors at Light of the World Chris Tavern International in Stockbridge, Georgia, where they Smith, who is also the co-founder and the senior pastor is Pastor Oshabal Hardman with his wife, Lady E. Hardman. They have services every Sunday morning beginning at 9 a.m. Sunday school. 10 a.m. begins their worship service. They have Bible studies every Wednesday. Every Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, you can call into this number, 917-84161, and listen to the Bible study live. They also have Bible studies every Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at their location. That's Light of the World Christian Tabernacle International in Stockbridge, Georgia. You can catch them on Facebook, YouTube, and their website is comingtothelight.org. That's comingtothelight.org. Well, thank you once again for calling in. And before we get into the word, we're going to hear a couple of songs. Amen. Sometimes there are obstacles in the road That can leave you feeling low And you don't know how to move forward And sometimes there are turns you want to take But the way gets hard to trace Now you're wondering how did you get here But don't you give up until you see How God is ordering your steps So you can walk into your seat He that has begun A great work in you Is faithful to perform God is faithful to perform He that has begun A great work in you is faithful to perform it. Our God is faith. Oh, he that has begun a great work. 
God is doing a great work. He's doing a great work. He's doing a great work in me. God is doing a great work. He's doing a great work. He's doing a great work in me.
let me assure you that it's great And our God is faith Yes, Lord Yes, you're great Yes, Lord
Hallelujah. I worship you. Not because of what you've done. Not because of what I've done. But because of who you are. Hallelujah. You're Jehovah Jireh. My provider. Jehovah Shalom. My peace. Jehovah Nisi. My banner. My protector. Hallelujah. Jehovah Shammah. You're the Lord who's there. Who never leaves nor forsakes me. Thank you, Father. Just for who you are. For who you are. Your faithfulness. You never fail. And you're faithful to complete what you started. Hallelujah. Worship your God. I praise you. I thank you. I honor you. I love you. I adore you. Just for who you are. Hallelujah. And who is he? He said, I am that I am. That's who he is. Whoever we need him to be, that's who he is. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, thank you once again for calling in. Going to go ahead and get into the word, amen. Coming out of the book of St. Matthew. St. Matthew, the sixth chapter. We got a birthday coming up, 30th, November 30th, my namesake, Norman Christopher Woodard II, hallelujah, bless your son, love you, you're encouraging me during this time, your strength. Thank God for you. Hallelujah. Be 23 years old. 23, so proud. Thank God for you. Thank God for you. Hallelujah. My mister, as I call him. Well, let's go ahead and get into the word, amen. Coming out of the book of St. Matthew, St. Matthew, the sixth chapter, starting at verse 19. We'll do a lot of reading this morning. God wants us 
to get an understanding of who he is through his word this morning. So he's 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 given me a few scriptures to share with us. Starting at verse nineteen, Saint Matthew the sixth chapter. <clears throat> and he reads, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt. And where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt. And where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. For where your treasure is. There will be your heart also. I want to read that in another translation. The New Living Translation. And it reads, don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal store your treasures in heaven where moth and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal wherever your treasure is there the desire of your heart will be also Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. We'll read it one more in the message translation. And read, don't hoard treasure down here where it gets eaten by moth and corroded by rust or worse, stolen by burglars. Stockpile treasure in heaven where it's safe from moth and rust and burglars. It's obvious, isn't it? The place where your treasure is is the place you will most want to be and end up being. Hmm. Interesting. The place where your treasure is is the place you will most want to be and end up being. That's where you want to be, where your treasure is. The title of the message this morning is Desires, needs, and wants. Desires, needs, and wants. Let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, once again for watching over us as we lay down the rest before you. Thank you, Father, for charging your angels to be encamped round about us, protecting us and keeping us in their care, God. 
fighting off all the fiery darts of the enemy. Thank you, Father, for waking us up this morning to see another glorious day that you have made. For we shall rejoice and be glad in it, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your word, your word that saves, your word that heals, your word that delivers, your word that sets free, Father, all those who are bound and captive in what we call sin. Thank you for your son, Jesus, Father, who you sent to be the propitiation for our sins, to stand in the gap, God, to sin, to, to live a life without sin. Hallelujah. And to take the sins of the world to the cross, to be sacrificed, to be crucified, Father. And thank you, Father, for even allowing Jesus to go to hell for us. Hallelujah. But he went on a mission to take the keys of hell from Satan, stripping him of all of his power, taking the keys of hell from him. And Father, thank you for raising Jesus up on the third day with all power in his hands, God. And thank you, Father, for receiving Jesus into heaven with his sinless, precious, conquering blood, sitting him on your right hand, Father. And thank you, Father, for Holy Spirit, who you sent to be our teacher, our comforter, our guide. Thank you for you, almighty God, our Father, Jehovah, the great I am, hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for considering us, for creating us, God, for calling us your own, for adopting us into your family, that we may be called your children, your sons and daughters. Now, fathers, we receive your word. Help us to apply to our lives. Hallelujah. Open the eyes of our understanding, Father, that we may understand, that we may know, that we may comprehend and that we may be better. We may see things as you see them, Father. We thank you and we praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Desires, needs, and wants. It seems to be that this is what life is all about. Desires, needs, and wants. The things that we desire. The things that we need. The things that we want. There's nothing wrong with having desires. There's nothing wrong with having needs. There's nothing wrong with having wants. But the question is, 
What are you desiring? What are your needs? What are your wants? That's what we're going to talk about this morning. Desires, needs, and wants. Let's look at the word desire. Desire. Desire means conscious impulse towards something that promises enjoyment or satisfaction in its attainment. That's, that, that's why we desire it, because once we attain it, it gives us an enjoyment or satisfaction. Desire means to long or hope for, crave, to ask for earnestly, to beg or demand, to yearn for, to have a strong or inward desire, to want greatly. To need. That's what desire is. To long or hope for. To crave. Let's look at Job Job 13 and 3. We're fixing to go through. Go through the word. Job 13 and 3. Talking about the word. Desire. <clears throat> Job 13 and 3, and he reads, Surely I will speak to the Almighty, and I desire to reason with God. That, that's Job's desire. Now understand what Job was going through at this time. All of the suffering, all of the pain. All of the loss and hurt he's experienced and experiencing. But his his friends that that came to to, to comfort him, to support him, to encourage him, were doing none of the three. They were not being supportive. They they were not comforting him. And they were not encouraging him. Matter of fact, they were judging him. Calling him a, a hypocrite. Accusing him of being in sin because of what he was going through. See, Job expressed a desire to go directly to the Almighty with his arguments. To one who would appreciate him. He felt that his friends were totally lacking in understanding of the case. They had no sympathy for his feelings and did not understand his motives. They perverted his words and heaped false accusations upon him when they should have shown pity. These forgers of lies 
and physicians of no value cause him to stray deeper into despair and provoked him into saying things that otherwise he would not have said. These friends of his were physicians. They were doctors. <clears throat> so in, in, instead of them comforting him, trying to, 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 to treat him, trying to make him feel better than what he was feeling, they had no sympathy for him, falsely accusing him, judging him, calling him a hypocrite. That's why Job said, Surely I will speak to the Almighty and I desire to reason with him. That that was his desire, to conversate with God. Who do you go to? Who do you listen to? Who do you confide in? When you're going through things, Job said, I desire to speak to the Almighty and to reason with my God. Psalm 73, let's go there. <clears throat> Psalm 73. Let me start at verse 25. And it reads, Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon earth that I desire beside thee. My flesh and my heart fell it. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For lo, they that are far from thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that go a-whoring from thee. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all thy works. That's what David is saying. He's saying, my desire is to be with God. My strength comes from God. Because those that are far from God, they perish. Now, th th this is not just talking about physically. This is talking about spiritually. Those who are far from God, they perish spiritually. Because they have no relationship with them. They don't spend time with them. They don't know him. 
But in 28, he says, but it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all thy works. That's his desire. His desire is to be with God, to dwell in his presence. St. Matthew 22. Let's look at that. St. Matthew, the 22nd chapter. Starting at verse 34. And it reads, but but when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. This this is this is Jesus. <clears throat> then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? The Pharisees and the Sadducees, they always thought that they were they were were smarter than Jesus, that they were more intellectually sound than Jesus. So they were they were always challenging him, asking him certain questions to get an answer from him. And so they asked him, which is the the great commandment in the law. Because understand that in the Jewish culture, in the, in the Jewish tradition, in, in their belief, their faith, there were over 600, over 600 laws that they had to try to obey. So out of all of those laws, they're going to approach Jesus and ask him, which is the greatest? Verse 37, Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, and with all thy mind. That was Jesus' response to him. That's the greatest commandment. Thou shalt love the Lord with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So, so, so Jesus stopped everything with those two because they they were they were they were trying to get out of them certain laws of the Jewish doctrine, certain commandments that had been laid. In the Jewish doctrine. 
But Jesus said the first is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the only way you can do that is to spend time with him, to get to know him, to be in communion with him, to communicate with him, to talk with him. To conversate with him. To dwell in his presence. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. How you love your neighbor is how you love yourself. Say that again. How you love your neighbor is how you love yourself. We just saw it in the Word. St. Mark 11 chapter. St. Mark 11 chapter. Starting at verse 20. St. <clears throat> Mark 11 chapter starting at verse 20. And it reads, And in the morning... As they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remembrance, saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursed is withered away. And Jesus answering, saith unto him, Have faith in God. That's key. Have faith in God. Or in, in, in other translations, it says, have the faith of God, the, the, the same faith that God has. Jesus is saying, have that kind of faith. Have the faith of God. Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he said. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, what things soever ye long for, hope for, crave, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. That's what Jesus said. Whatever you desire, when you pray, believe that you already have them. Believe that you've already received them. And ye shall have them. Let's go to Psalm 27. Psalm 27. Starting at verse 4. Talking about desire. Psalm 27. Verse 4. And it reads. One thing have I desired of the Lord. That will I seek after. 
that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. And now shall my head be lifted up. Let's go back to five. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies, round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. So David is saying, one thing I desire is to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. So his his, his mentality, his, his mindset was was not on the things in the earth, the things that is causing him suffering, the things that are causing him pain. He says, no, my desire is to dwell in the house of the Lord. Is to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Remember not long ago we talked about how, how beautiful, how, how magnificent, how marvelous heaven is. That's what his desire was. Let's stay in Psalm 16 chapter. Psalm 16, chapter. Starting at verse 8. And it reads, I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also shall rest. In hope. For thou would not leave my soul in hell, neither would thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou would show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. This is David's desire, is to dwell in the presence of the Lord. Because in his presence, the fullness of joy. Unspeakable joy. And at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Pleasure is a desire. 
state of gratification, source of delight or joy. That, that's what pleasure is. So, so, so that, that, that desire that someone is, 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 is pursuing, that someone is, is, is longing or, or, or hoping for or craving for, that desire is in the pleasures of being in the presence of Almighty God. That's what we should desire. When we desire his presence, We no longer crave. We no longer have to beg. We no longer desire because we're dwelling in this presence and being satisfied pleasures. Psalm 37, Psalm 37, starting at verse 3, and it reads, Trust in the Lord and do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, shall give thee the desires of thine heart. See, when, when, we, when we delight ourselves in the Lord, when we, when we dwell in his presence, he gives us the desires of our heart. Now, that, that, can, that can go two ways because he gives us the desires of our heart. Because of who he is. He's Jehovah Jireh. Thou provide. So, so, so whatever we desire, he will give that. But are those desires, are those desires his will for us? That's the question. But when we dwell in his presence, he gives us the desires of our hearts. He, he, he places those desires that he has for us. Because we can desire things in the flesh, but that doesn't mean that that's his will for us. It can take us off course of the purpose and, and, and the destiny that he has for us. 
But his will is to give us the desires of our heart by being in his presence. That's what he wants us to desire. He wants us to desire what he desires for us. Our desires shall be his desires. Now let's look at need. Need. Need is a lack of something desirable or useful. A condition requiring supply or relief. Lack of the means of substances, poverty. Poverty is the state of one who, who lacks a usual or socially acceptable amount of money or material possessions. That's why we have a, 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 a poverty mindset, a poverty mentality, because our focus is on lacking money or material possessions. Need means to be in want. Let's go to St. Matthew 6 chapter. Matthew the 6th chapter. Starting at verse 5. Matthew 6 chapter starting at verse 5. And it reads, Thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. When thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast thy door, pray to thy father which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. God already knows your need. It's, it's, it's not a surprise to him. He already knows what we need before him. So, so there's no need, Jesus said. You, you, you don't have to go through vain repetition. Trying to sound all dignified. No, get to the point. And get to the point. It's getting in his word. What does his word say? What do you need according to his word? Let's go to Philippians. Philippians 4th chapter. Philippians 4th chapter. Starting at verse 15. And it reads, Now ye Philippians know also, this, this is Paul speaking, Now, 
Ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even in Thessalonica, ye sent once and again unto my necessity. Not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. I have all and abound. Listen to this. He says, I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. He said, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. Reminds me of that chosen barbecue. Hallelujah. The smell of, of, of those ribs. That smoked chicken salad. Them smoked wings. The butterfly drumsticks. That, 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 that's what they remind me of. Says says an odor of sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well pleasing to God. Hallelujah. Just got sidetracked right there. But verse 19 says, But my God shall supply all your needs up to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So Paul is saying, be, 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 because you communicated with me because you 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 given unto my God shall supply all your needs according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now let's go to Acts twentieth, Acts twentieth chapter, talking about. Needs. Acts 20th chapter. Starting at verse 33. And it reads, I have coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel. Yea, ye yourselves know that these hands have ministered unto my necessities and to them that were with me. I have showed you all things, how that so laboring ye ought to support the weak and to remember the word of the Lord Jesus. How he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Those are the words of Jesus. said it is blessed to give than to receive. Even in your needs. Let's go to St. Luke 6 chapter. St. Luke 6 chapter verse 38. And it reads, 
Give. And it shall be given unto you. Give. Give what? Whatever you give. Give. And it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Pressed down. And shaken together. And running over. Shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet. With them, it shall be measured to you again. So Jesus is saying, whatever you give, it shall be given unto you. But but it's, it's going to be multiplied. Because it's going to be good measure. It's going to be pressed down. It's going to be shaken together. And running over, that sounds like abundance, shall men give into your bosom. See, a lot of people asking for God to bless them. But God has given us what we need already. He says, give. And when you give, whatever you give, it shall be multiplied back to you. But the way God does it, he used people to give into your bosom. Now, back, back, back in, in, in their day, in the bosom, it, it, it meant it was a it was a a, a a place in their garment where they kept their infants. But 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 God is saying He will even use that area, your hands, not just your pocket. But he will use that area in your bosom to not only be full, be pressed down, but, but also running over. Meaning that every time you take a step, you drop something. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That, that, that means you, you, you're blessed to be a blessing. You're not even worried about it because you have more than enough. Your needs are met. Second Corinthians 9 chapter. Second Corinthians 9 chapter. Verse 6. And it reads, ninth chapter, verse 6, and it reads, But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. Remember, give, and it shall be given unto you. And he which soweth bountifully 
shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart. So let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. He loveth a cheerful giver. Don't give grudgingly because you're blessing someone else. That's why you should be cheerfully giving to bless someone else. It's, it's, it's a matter of the heart. And, and, and God gives double rewards for doing good. You don't get what you give. You get more than what you give. But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches, his riches. In glory by Christ Jesus. Now let's look at want. The last one, want. Want is a deficiency or lack. It means grave and extreme poverty that deprives one of the necessities of life. Want is to have a strong desire for, to have need of, to require. To suffer from the lack of. To wish or demand the presence of. I, I, I like this one. To wish or demand the presence of. So, so, so what are you? What are you wishing for? What, what, what are you demanding? The presence of. Remember, we just mentioned. In this presence is the fullness of joy. And at his right hands are pleasures forevermore. To hunt or seek in order to apprehend. What are you hunting? What are you seeking? What are you trying to apprehend? Is it his presence? Or is it things? Is it money? Is it material? Let's look at Proverbs 8 chapter. Proverbs 8 chapter, starting at verse 17. And it reads, I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Riches and honor are with me, yea, durable riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, yea, than fine gold and my revenue than choice silver. I lead in the way of righteousness in the midst of the path of judgment that I may cause those that love me to inherit substance and I will fill their treasures. 
Listen to me. I love them that love me. And those that seek me early shall find me. Well, who, who is that I? Let's, let's, let's go back to verse 1. Verse 1 reads, Does not wisdom cry and understanding put forth her voice? She standeth in the top of high places, by the way in the places of the path. She crieth at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in at the doors. Unto you, O men, I call. And my voice is to the sons of man. O ye simple, understand wisdom. And ye fools, be of an understanding heart. Hear, for I will speak of excellent things. And the opening of my lips shall be right things. For my mouth shall speak truth. And wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing forward or perverse in them. They are all plain to him that understandeth and right to them that find knowledge. So this is wisdom speaking. Verse 10 says, receive my instruction and not silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold, for wisdom is better than rubies. Listen to that. Wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions. Listen to that. Witty inventions come from wisdom. God says he has given us the power to get wealth. That that, that word power means Gifts means witty inventions. What gift has God given you in this word? The gift that God has given you is in his word. That's why it says, seek me. And ye shall find me. And when you find me, says it will give you an inheritance of substance. An inheritance. An inheritance is, 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 is not just for you, it's for your children and your children's children. Let's look at Ephesians 2. We're about to close it out. 
Ephesians 2, talking about one. Ephesians 2 and verse 8 says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. God has given us a gift. And that gift is his son, Jesus. That's his gift. So we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. We're we're new creations. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Now, behold, all things have become new. And he said, we are to walk in them, in those good works. We are to walk according to the word of God. That's how we should walk. According to the purpose And the will that he has for us. Psalm 23. Psalm 23. Verse 1. And it reads, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That's all it says in verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Because the Lord is our shepherd. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's Jehovah Nisi. He's Jehovah Shalom. He's he's, he's our supplier. He's our our protector. He's our peace. He's everything we need. And because he's everything we need, we have no no need to want. Hmm. Because the Lord is our shepherd. Because, Because He is everything we need. We have no need to want. There's no need to want. Because the Lord is our shepherd. Ephesians 3. Verse 20 says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church 
by Jesus Christ throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Super abundantly above the greatest abundance we may ask or even according to the power that works in us. His ability is connected with his willingness to do for his people. There are no limitations in getting things from God according promises because his promises are already yes and amen. We're going to end with this. St. Matthew 6 chapter. Starting at verse 24. And it reads, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon, or another word for riches, or money and material. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon, all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? See, not pointed out a lot of times when, when, when this is being read. Jesus is pointing out, O ye of little faith, because of your concerns, because of your, your worries, because of your care. Verse 31 says, therefore, take no thought. Don't think about saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? Oh, wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. Remember, he already knows what we need even before we ask. 
But seek ye first the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, his, his, his presence and his righteousness, his way of doing things according to his word. And all these things shall be added unto you. That, 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 that lines up with in his presence is fullness of joy. And at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for things of itself, sufficient until the day is the evil thereof. This should be our daily bread. Don't think about tomorrow. Because he's already supplied us. He's already given us. He's already blessed us with what we need for today. So just dwell in that. Dwell in today. And tomorrow will take care of itself. Because every day there's new mercies. Every day there's more sufficient grace. Every day, our desires, our needs, and our wants are already supplied. Our desire should be in his presence. And in his presence, all of our needs are met. And because he is our shepherd, there is no need to want anything, desires, needs, and wants. Love you. God bless you. Talk to you next week. Father, thank you, Lord, for reminding us who you are. Almighty God. I am that I am, the all-sufficient one, the one who's more than enough. Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Jehovah Nisi, our protector, our banner. Jehovah Shalom, our peace. Whatever we need, Father, you've already supplied it. So we desire you in your presence because in your presence is the fullness of joy and at our right hand pleasures forevermore. Therefore, because you are shepherd, we shall not want. We love you. We thank you and we praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Desires, needs, and wants. Love you. God bless you. Talk to you next week. Anointed and appointed word ministries with Brother Norman Woodard.